You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice. We're going to make it on. And welcome to CarCast. I'm Adam Crowell. It's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea over there, man. What's going on with you? Hello. How are you? I'm well busy running around. Yeah. Lots going on in the, the world of uh, automotive. For us, um, it's been a busy year. Lots of car shows, lots of events. There's always something getting put back together, something getting shuffled around. Yeah. And now we're going to be wheels up for Ren Sport Reunion, which I'm excited about. Every Porsche guy <laughs> on the planet is going to be at Ren Sport. It's a four-day event. And I talked to Bruce Kenepa. He gave me a call, and he's like, are you ready? Are you ready for Ren Sport? You've never done it? I said, it's going to be fantastic. And he goes, we're doing a tractor race. He said he planned a tractor race where, like, everybody starts on, like, like a Lamar start. Like, they all start on one side of the track. They all have to run to their tractors. Mm-hmm. And they get in them, and then they race to, I don't know, turn something or other. I don't, they don't oh, do they it. don't do the whole. No, they're not going to do the whole. We'd be there all day long watching tractors try to go through the corkscrew. I know. <laughs> I, got like a, I got like a master email blast from him going, do you own a Porsche tractor? Yeah. Do you want to race it? Like, I guess they're... I guess the field's a little thin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suspect that. I was going to be like, we're cutting it off at at so many tractors, so if you have one, you better get in now. <laughs> what if I was like, look, I got a tractor, but it's a Lamborghini, bitch. Yeah. And I'm bringing it to Rensport. I think there'd be a big scuttlebutt. I don't. I think you'd be okay. So Porsche <laughs> made tractors, everybody, and Lamborghini made tractors yeah. as you, well. You know, they'd make fun of you a little bit with your Italian tractor. Probably wouldn't start. <laughs> uh, if I, if you just told me you got to buy one track, you know, you got to, you got to till some soil. You want a Porsche tractor or do you want a Lamborghini tractor? I'd say I'll take the Porsche. I'll take the Porsche. I'll take the Porsche. Take the Porsche. All right. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Evans for uh, sponsoring the show. I'll tell you about their waterless coolant in a second. Wrangler, of course, and uh, Castrol and Geico as well. Now, um, yeah, Rensport, I, I, I don't know. A lot about Rensport, so Max Pat is going to have to do a little walk-in on the computer, which is, how many years has Rensport been going on? I know they have it every two years and not every year. Yeah, but there's not that many, because I literally think it's like Rensport Reunion 4 or 6 or something. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think, I mean, I guess that, that would be 12 years. Or, how many people do they expect? And it's such a ravenous crowd. I mean, if that Luftenhofer... Got you know thousands of Love's people. Good call. Yeah, if that thing got <laughs> that thing's drawn like it's drawn. I can yeah, only they've imagine, only done a handful of those. I believe I can only imagine what Rensport's going to draw. I I don't know what the numbers are, but well, I was when I was searching around their their website. I believe I don't know if it was a press release. I think it was the website, and it said we've added a fourth day. So I don't. I think it's just because they've got enough cars racing. They want everybody to get enough time in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I don't know, like, what's your thought on this? If you were going to do an event like this, and let's say there's... If I was going to put it on? Well, you're going to the event, you're driving, and now, okay. now knowing what you know about what, how some of these events have gone in the past, if they were going to say, hey, we got 500 cars, we're going to do it over four days, would you prefer 
a race each day or would you prefer your races be like together like a like a thursday friday and that or a saturday sunday because there's good and bad like if it's a thursday friday and you're like i can't get to the weekend i'm out or you know like i can't do it or would you rather like do a race each day and then if you have to skip a, a wednesday or thursday race you skip a i think for me it's kind of an in-between i'm not as hardcore as a lot of guys like i don't want to get as much seat time as humanly possible I feel like four or five runs is is uh, covers it for the weekend. Yeah. You know, you don't need to get six runs in. Um, my sort of personal preference is like eh, practice Thursday. Um, you know, maybe maybe qualifying on Friday, and maybe maybe either two races on Friday, and then the race on Saturday, or one race on Friday morning. And then the race Saturday morning session Saturday, race Saturday afternoon, and then let's have some beer and watch everyone else race. It, it, not no reason to come back on Sunday and do it again. Yeah. Kind of a is my feeling. Yeah, um, I like it when there's at least one day where you can watch more of the other gar- cars and concentrate a little bit less on yeah. how quickly you got to get out of the car get and also prepared for the it, next it's, car. It's prime crack a beer and walk around weather and scene and if you're getting in a car at four o'clock then there is no cracking a beer and walking around at two o'clock do you think you know? it's all german beer Ooh, oh, have to figure that yeah. uh, that one out make so, sure we load up make that, sure we load up the porsche with some german beer on its on its hall there make sure sean brings a case of beer with yeah uh, we're bringing endless rain oh, okay good. that's how we roll so uh there's the ren sport which is which is exciting and, so I, and again, do they always ha- – where do they have it? They have it all – it moves around? It, it does move around. Uh, the the first – this is the sixth Rensport, and in, I don't see any, like, consistency between when uh, when they have it. The first one was in 2001, and that was at Lime Rock. So the first three, East Coast. Mm-hmm. So uh, 2001 was Lime Rock, um, Daytona International Speedway in 2004 and 2007, hmm. and then it moves west in 2011. In 2015, Monterey, mm. and then this year Monterey 18, as well. Um, Monterey's the best. It might, you know, <laughs> it might be a little self-serving, but I feel like Monterey is just where all the cars are, and uh, this area is where all the cars are. It's such a great track. The weather's so great. Also, I think there's an element. I don't know, but like you take it to a place like Road Atlanta, it's almost too fast a track for. A lot right. of those really fast old cars. Like, it probably gets a little dangerous at some point. Uh, How's it, Lime Rock? I mean, 12% of all Porsches are owned by Jerry Seinfeld and he lives in New York. <laughs> well, so, that's true. <laughs> so, if, I guess if you want a bunch of cars to show up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he races. I don't know if I've I don't think he races. Uh, but somebody – and I don't know if anyone races his cars. I've never really yeah. seen that. Um, but we'll find out, I guess, yeah. right? Because if they're not represented here, then – they're not being raced. And right? I'm seeing now that they're returning to a th- every three-year model. So. Every three-year mm-hmm. model. Uh, and we don't know who all is driving what cars yet. And I don't know how many cars they expect or how many people they expect. In 2015, there are over 1,300 Porsches. 
at this event. 1,300 Porsches. Yeah, over 1,300 mm-hmm. Porsche no, not Club racing. of America member-owned Porsche models help right. fill the show field. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they won't because be that if, many If you races. think about yeah. it, we, we walk around Monterey uh, during the Rolex Historics. They cap the race cars at 550, and that paddock area is full. 550 cars would be completely full of racing cars. Right. Right. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Not over the bridge where they display the tents and all that other stuff, but just yeah. just the racing cars. 550, it seems like a lot. That's about the max for yeah. cars participating in the race. I would and, say so. And uh, I don't know how many people they expect, but I suspect there's going to be a lot of people. I got to tell you, I got a few dudes in the neighborhood that are like, we're going to Rensport, yeah. and they weren't going to Monterey. Yeah, they're going to Rensport. I mean, they didn't. They weren't going to the car weekend. I'm mm. I'm seeing in a 2015, they had close to sixty thousand. Yeah, that's good. That's good numbers. Mm-hmm. So it'll be bigger this year. I yeah, it looks like it's so. just growing. Yeah, so everything Porsche is growing. I don't know. Is there a better brand in the world than Porsche? I mean, they're such a great brand. I mean, you can say Ferrari, maybe, and there's some other brands, obviously. But I don't know that Ferrari's a better brand overall. I I feel like I feel like the Porsche fans and followers are more dedicated than the Ferrari followers. Also, there's scale involved. There's a lot more Porsches sold per year than Ferrari. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I agree. Uh, what I'm saying is, is you take your average rapper. He's 23. He makes a gazillion dollars. He pulls up in front of the club in a Lamborghini, probably, and maybe a Ferrari, but not a Porsche. Porsche's the hardcore dude. Yeah. Porsche's the guy who really is driving that car, not just there for the paparazzi, right? That's right. Everyone who owns a 924 agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, those things are going up. The turbos are going up. The... uh I don't know. I saw one at an auction. I think it was like two hundred fifty grand or something for some sort of club sport. Oh yeah, I was gonna car. say it has to be a race car. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, oh, we did see that car. That was a badass car. Did we see that at Gooding like a year ago? Uh, there one that just sold uh, recently at Bonham or something. But the the point is, is the little f- pipsqueak cars that yeah. nobody cared about are now two hundred fifty grand. And that thing looked badass in race trim though. Nine eleven was cool. Well, we had there is the 924 turbo race car that would be in our neighborhood um during uh Monterey during the Rolex Historics. There was a guy who participated in the race in that 924 yes. turbo like team car whatever yeah. it was. There's that guy. It's kind of a cool piece. Yeah, it is a cool piece. Right. It's not terribly fast, but it is a pretty cool something? piece. Yeah, it's like white, yeah, with the yeah. big flares, yeah. and sort of a it's a uh, tub cage kind of car. Like it's 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 a tubbed car. It's a it's got a tub, but it's got a lot of yeah parts, a lot of tubes welded onto it. I I will tell you this: if you're thinking about going to rent sport and you haven't decided yet, I could tell you that again. When when Kenipa called me, he was telling me about some of the displays that he's curated. Uh, for the event that are going to be some of these race cars are going to be on display, whether they are actually racing or not, just there to look at. It's It sounds pretty cool. Well, I'll tell you what else is cool, literally cool. Evans Waterless Coolant. The guys from Evans are going to be on the show next week, so we'll talk to yeah. them all about it. We're going to prevent uh, the damage done by water in your 
coolant. They developed the only waterless coolant on the market, no water, to vaporize or to cause system pressure to boil over or sit, corrode the metal in your engine parts. No, be sure you listen next week. You hear what the guys from Evans Waterless Coolant have to say. I I just love this because, again, what was I saying? You know, diff fluid, transmission fluid, shock fluid now, um, uh, engine fluid, whatever, um, brake fluid. Is there any water mixed with any of that stuff? It could be a disaster. Like if you... Everything has to evolve eventually. If any water gets into your brake system, it's it's got to be flushed out. It's like, yeah, right. Why? So why are we pouring it in our radiator? I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> Visit their site at evanscoolant.com slash fight back to fight back against the water in your coolant. Evans Waterless Coolant, the solution to boiling over and corrosion. I, I talked to these guys before. I like these guys. What's not to like? I like that. So uh, you are doing what? What are you driving? What's going on? I, uh, what have you driven? Yeah, so I was talking about it on the on the show with Goldberg as well, how the starter in the M3 is broken. We just put a new starter on, and this one's broken. I don't know if it's defect or something's going on. Um, so that car is sidelined for now. So I figured uh, let me take the Alfa Romeo out for a spin, see how it's doing. The weather's been cool enough. Mm-hmm. At least on the way here, it's cool enough. On the way home, it's in the traffic, it's a little sweaty. But, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I did no so much on that. No, yeah. well, here's the thing. It's like we had the air fix, and I think there was a leak yeah. with it, and it, it, it worked for three days, so we just got to look at it again. That's figures, you know, it's an Alfa Romeo with air conditioning. What do you expect? Right. Convertible. Um, but, but, you know, we did so much to this car. You know, it's got it's got performance suspension, so springs on it, and it's got all the bushings on it. It's got Coney adjustable shocks on it now, and I put the new skins on the seats, the proper leather seats. The Veloci has leather with the suede inserts, and everybody just replaces it with the full leather instead mm-hmm. of the suede. And uh, it's easier to maintain and, and keep clean, but it is not the way it's supposed to be. I got I got seat covers made in Italy and sent over, <laughs> and they look great. And I'm sure if you want to use them every day, you put a towel down. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, but I was just uh, – just now I was just wiping them down. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool little piece. It's a cool little car. The problem is, is I got no place to put it, so I think it's going to end up on uh, Craigslist at some point soon. And it's British racing green. Yeah. Um it's nice. It's fun. It's fun <clears throat> to tool around with. The uh the new mo- the new uh, Motor Trend video is out. It's Nick Mason's uh, GTO at Goodwood. That is a very cool piece. I uh in the video I go, it's a 50 million dollar car, but it's more 65 to 80, right? Yeah, it's tough to say. Like, we know uh, a, a, a GTO just sold at RM for 40-something, eight. Eight, $48 million. But, you know, this is a Lamar car, and that adds value to it. And we've seen – I mean, we know one is sold for $70 million, So, yeah. you know, this – you know, who knows where it is? Like, Well, I'd... I – I would definitely say it's at the at the high end of this. This is a pretty special car. I, I, I look one sold for seventy. Yeah, I suspect if you now Nick Mason may be a little biased, but I suspect if you spoke to him and said whose is better, the one that sold for seventy yeah. or yours, he'd probably say mine. He would say, "Well, this is a Nick Mason one. It's the only <laughs> Nick Mason one." By the way, he he doesn't just put it in the garage and wash it. You know, like rub it down with a diaper. Like that is at events. We've seen that thing. Up the hill climb, it's at the revival. We saw it in the grass at the revival. Somebody got off the track a little bit. Like he's 
he gets it out there. He does, and I love that that attitude. And I I know he drives as well because in the video, the Motor Trend video, you spoke to the driver of that car, Nick but, Masson, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, uh, from Burbank. Um, but every time we see Nick Mason, we saw him in Monterey and in Goodwood. He's got his racing suit on and he's ready to get in a car. Yeah, that's Nick Manasian. I think he'd say it. Yeah, but he's, he's French, so it's you know you lose a couple syllables. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Some of the important ones. <laughs> he's a nice guy. It was funny. He was great, that guy. And, he was great. And the car was great. And you guys should uh, go to Motor Trend and check out that video. What do you do? Slash Adam? Or yeah, MotorTrend.com slash Adam. It's a cool video. It gives you a real look at a, you know, I don't know, one of the most valuable cars in the world. I'm not using any hyperbole being driven. Uh, I also like that he said it's got the original engine and the engine never been rebuilt. Yeah. He said it was interesting. I think he said that yeah. in, the, in the vid. And and then we'll and have – some people were questioning that. What does that mean? Why wouldn't it have the original engine? I think it's because during different racing events, they may have swapped in a different motor but put back the original engine. Yeah, and uh, yeah, engines blow up all the time. You know, yeah. I mean, they they oftentimes blow up, and when they blow up, they got to get a new block. You can't repair the old block. You know, it's it's the way it's 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 the business we're in. So there's that. Um, there's more videos to come. I think so there's four to- more videos. I think they're going up every Tuesday. Uh, you and I visit Bonham's auction. I think is a video with Goldberg. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what's in the lineup, but. Nate will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Why don't you tell us about Wrangler, and then we'll talk more about cars. Right. Okay. Wrangler. Everyone has a favorite pair of jeans that fit perfect and always look great. And no one knows this better than Wrangler. Wrangler jeans made for the modern-day adventurers. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, or anything else, these are the jeans for you. They have classic and modern styles and a range of fits and a price that works for you, plus vintage re-releases. If you visit Wrangler.com and check out their great selection of jeans, shirts, pants, and outerwear for men and women, they have new styles and great fits. The Wrangler, real comfortable jeans. Yeah, I love those Wrangler jeans. You got to get them, and uh, they're a good sponsor of uh, motorsports as well. Like I said, we're talking about uh, Dale Earnhardt back in yeah. the 90s, I think. 80s or 90s had the Wrangler on the side of the... Chevy? I'm trying to think yeah. what he was driving back then. All right, Wrangler. Now, where was we? Um, so, uh, Rensport, exciting. Uh, let's see, Jay Leno's Garage aired a little bit. Um, I uh, Hopefully, uh, we're going to film at uh, Rensport, so we'll be able to uh, bring that to you. Yeah, I'm not sure how or where, but we're filming it anyway. We're filming it anyway. And uh, what else? What's in – what's uh, – oh, we were just talking about the mid-engine Corvette coming out. Yeah, so if you guys uh, missed Wednesday's episode of, of CarCast, we had our friend Alistair Weaver come back in from Edmunds.com, and uh, he brought Corvette ZR1, which is out front. But trucks are so big, and we don't touch on it too much here, but he talks about the comparison between the new Ram and F-150 and the Chevy Silverado. This is This is big – 
for those car companies. These are, you know, they sell a million units. How can you tell it's a ram? <laughs> Nine foot plastic letters on the tailgate. Yeah, well, uh, maybe that contributes to it. So the guys at Edmonds, what we like about them is is they don't really just get the press cars and test them. Um, Alistair, who's the editor-in-chief, has a huge budget over there. He buys them and mm-hmm. he tests them for a year. So he spent $61,000 of Edmonds money buying a, a truck. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know, I think they're Jaguar SVR and uh, whatnot. So definitely listen to that. But he did talk about the ZR1 versus GT3 Porsche GT3 head to head, and uh, both cars fairly similar price, um, slightly different horsepowers, different weights. But uh, you saw the car outside; it's the ZR1. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's intense. The wing on it is intense looking. It looks like a dangerous shaped blade, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe from the Blade movie mm-hmm. or some Predator movie or something. And uh, a big cowl hood and huge supercharger and uh, uh, and the tires just – it's basically a couple of grooves away from being a full slick, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think the performance is coming in like 0 to 60 in 3.6 seconds on that car and, and an incredibly fast quarter mile time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is where we are at the fastest Corvette ever, and we're starting to see spy shots of a mid-engine Corvette. And I don't know the specs on it, but it, it's going to be interesting, right? Now, I don't know if this is going to be like a $180,000 Corvette or is this... A five hundred thousand dollar car like a Ford GT. I don't think it is. Well, they have to be looking at what Ford did with the GT and kind of appreciating it, or maybe a little envious of like, hey, where's our flagship supercar? Where's our multi hundred thousand dollar car that we build is yeah. a sort of vanity project just to kind of show what we can do? And you know, like the viper and stuff like that there's only so much you can do with that kind of an ordinary architecture you keep pumping up the horsepower you keep adding on wings and canards and you keep adding carbon fiber but eventually you kind of hit a brick wall we need to start with a fresh sheet of paper if we're going supercar here yeah you know it's like ford can you know they keep going and keep going with their mustangs and they keep going but they it's still it's never going to be a supercar it'll just be the best mustang it can be yeah and i don't know maybe corvettes have hit the wall a little bit or maybe they'll just be the best corvette they can be but at a certain point it's time to just go full new architecture it is tough to think there's something potentially out there that could be i don't know could handle better or be faster than the ZR1 Corvette. By the way, they said they pull uh, like 1.2 something Gs, 1.24, 1.27. the skid pad. Which is just a, a crazy number. I don't think they've ever even tested a car that's pulling those kind of numbers. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be interesting. And and I don't know when the mid-engine's coming out. I don't even know where the spy pictures there, are. There is. Spy uh, pictures? Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, Chris will find it. Just look for a uh, mid-engine Corvette. And, you know, it's all camouflaged up. They're testing it around the ring. And, and you know, from certain angles, it's got a little McLaren to it. And Isn't it's got it? a little Corvette to it. I was going to say. Yeah, see, there it it's is. It's an NSX. It's got to get some NSX I mean, to the it. problem is with wind tunnel testing and all that kind of stuff, it just comes out like an Uricon or an Audi 
R8. You know, like they all start to take on the same shape pretty much because that's what the computer says. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, new NSX sold at auction. Yeah. Wait, the new NSX? New NSX. Which auction? I uh, missed it. I think it was... Uh, it may have been Bonham, may have been Silverstone or Goodwood or whatever oh, it like is. Like Bonham's at Goodwood just now? Like, yeah, like, like the ones that ago? took place a few days ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to okay. take a guess? Because I know you love that car. I do love that car. And you, you worry a little about it. You feel the way I feel about Sonny scholastically. I love that kid, <laughs> yeah. but I worry. I worry a little bit. I, a little. Yeah. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, 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 if I had a guess, I'd say it probably sold for a round sticker. I think somebody. Probably did okay with it and maybe drove it for free. So I'm going to say uh, 165000 It's generous because it's not selling like hotcakes. Yeah. And, peop- you know, you, those cars take a hit when they drive them off. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm letting you reconsider. Yeah, well, I... I while I talk... You'll, you it, reconsider. It, I'll tell you about Casserole Edge. Heat, friction, viscosity, breakdown, all the enemy of your engine. They rob it of maximum performance. Friction results in a loss of performance up to 10%. Casual Edge, engineered with fluid titanium technology, physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. Helps fight friction, deliver maximum levels of performance for your car. They need it three times stronger against viscosity breakdown and leading. Oils, Casual Edge, unlock the true performance in your car's engine. Casual Edge, yeah. What do you got? Okay. I would want that car to go for that much, but I've actually been digging into it a little bit recently, and, and I found some forums, people talking about saying that they've been leasing the car at very generous discounts. Because when you're leasing it, you, you sort of get an agreed value, mm-hmm. and they're leasing it, some of them, for as much as 30000 under the sticker. So mm-hmm. 160000 our cars, one thirty, mm-hmm. And the residual value is 56% on those cars. That's what I found recently while sitting on the toilet with my iPhone. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, uh, so if, you know, in the used market, People are still trying to ask, basically, sticker for them. But I guess auction will tell you where it's really at. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe it's a hundred grand. No, really. I got you going too far the other direction. I think it was a buck fifty, which I thought was pretty reasonable or pretty good. And that's buck fifty with the ten percent or the twelve yeah. percent premium or whatever it is. Max Pat is looking. It yeah, must I can't have find been, it. Now. It must. It 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 was one of the European auctions. It was either. Bonham, it was either Goodwood or Silverstone, and I think it either t- it, it took place like e- either less than a week ago from today or a week ago. One happened, and then one happened on like I don't know the early January, super early. Oh, sorry, early September, and the other was a few days later. And you'll you'll find it anyway. Uh, Matt, Matt will find it too. It was I think it was a buck fifty, and I thought it was about seemed about right. Because how are you going to get sticker for a car that they're dealing on on yeah. sticker and yours you already bought and drove, right? Right. So, but as we've previously talked about, the older generation NSXs are moving. And that is a car that you should be looking at when it comes to an investment car. And also, talk about an investment car you can drive. I mean, I don't. I don't know a ton about that car, but I'll bet you if you needed a distributor cap for that car, you could just go get one at a track <laughs> yeah, auto, it's right? Got, I don't know. It's like an Accord engine or something in it or it's uh, a, Acura something. It's a V6. Uh, Goodwood Revival. 
Yeah. NSX, $170,000. Oh, did it go for one seventy? Yeah. Sorry. I screwed that up. I remember thinking it went for a pretty decent price. A one seventy two US. My now, fault. With the it premium. It did have 19 miles on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. 19 miles. So but the guy who sold it got about a buck fifty out of it with the premium or whatever. Um, yeah. Or it got and, a little and, more. And it, and it is tough to tell. Like, depending on if it has all the carbon fiber bits and all that stuff, it's $200,000 new. If it doesn't have those, it's, you know, it's, it's, right. uh, so know, it's it hammered new. for about a buck fifty and change. Yeah. And with the premiums, about a buck seventy two. And, see, and see I would the way say you could probably, right? you mm-hmm. could probably go to the dealer and get that car for about that price. And of course, you pay the tax and stuff on it's about 10% anyway. So, I, you know. But you really like that car. We I do like, like that, that car. car. Yeah. But in a in a weird way, is that car suffering the same fate its older brother did, which is Ooh, they po- built a world beater and then everyone went, Yeah, but it says Honda or Acura or yeah. whatever on it. Like I'd rather have a Porsche for that price. And then you go, Yeah, but this is a better car and they go, Yeah, I know, but Ooh, I'm a this, douche. This could be another uh, example of history repeating itself where poor sales create value for the car in 20 years from now. Yeah. That could, be, that could be it. Yeah. It could be it as uh, well. Uh, let's see. I'm going to tell you about uh, Geico while you're looking up stuff there. Everybody's got a to-do list. You drop off dry cleaning. You pick up some milk. You can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. If you just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to-do you can do today. Check out Geico.com. All right. We interviewed the chief marketing officer for Pirelli, Rafael Navarro, and uh, it was an interesting talk. He's a good guy. I think we're going to uh, just kind of... uh, I like Raphael. I've known him for in. years. We see him at all the events. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Yeah. All right. So uh, we did that a little earlier in the week. We'll give it a listen. All right. We're here with Raphael Navarro from Pirelli. He's the chief marketing officer for Pirelli Tire North America. We love Pirelli. Good to see you, Raphael. Good to see you, guys. Uh, we got a chance, I think, uh, at the Quail to go by and uh, do a little takeover with Pirelli, right? Did a little social media takeover with you guys. We got to run around, see what's going on Ooh. over there. But we didn't get to talk too much about some of the new product. And uh, I know we've kind of been busting your chops about uh, bringing back some of the f- tire fitments for vintage cars. And, Specifically uh, Lamborghini Mirrors. <laughs> like, well, pretty much that's all we've been, been saying. Well, you know, you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm happy to be back. Uh, I think the last time we were here, we had yeah. a little discussion. So uh, we were listening, if nothing else. And uh, yes, we do have those tires back. Nice. Well, the I saw in the booth, I believe I was looking at some fitments for some early model Porsches. Yes, you were. Um, it, it is something that's uh, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Because we love the hobby. We love the vintage world. And for the beginning part of the vintage world, I would go see a Lamborghini Mura SV with BF Goodrich tires on the back or some sort of like 
you know, uh, Mickey Thompson fun fun and muds or some kind of weird thing because yeah. they had to get the fifteen. It's you know, all that you could find. It's all they had, yeah. and so then guys took to like trying to shave letters off the side and spray paint Pirelli on the side and stuff like that. But the tread, you know, and it's such an important part of the car, and you can, you you know, I think in the hobby. They're kind of things you can repop and fabricate and bend some metal and go up, go out and have it have it uh, powder coated or whatever. Make it put the crinkle finish on it, make it look period correct or something. But tires, nobody can repop. That's <laughs> right. Pirelli's job, and God bless you. Well, and it's it's something we had to do. You know, uh, so much of the last ten years, if you look at the evolution of the company, especially in North America, and and what we've done and, and growing market share, and in terms of, you know, the right type of business, the UHP business at the high end, servicing, uh, you know, prestige car makers like Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, um, and then looking at what the car market's doing. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. To you guys, you know what's happening. Um, and you have companies such as Porsche touting the fact that you know over seventy percent of the cars they have built are still on the road today and you know what's happened what's happened in our business or or our hobby that we love i mean i'm a car guy too so at the end of the day it's uh these cars are getting better technology is getting better all the way around so you know you mentioned repopping a tire well there's a lot of people that can repop something that can make something kind of close i mean we can talk about these things all day long and and debate them but as a proper tire manufacturer that's been in business for over 146 years, you know, racing for over 110, there's things you learn, there's things you know, and then you have these litmus, t- litmus tests where you test yourself, right? You know, why is your company in Formula One? Well, we're in Formula One because we can. We've been there, and uh, we like to innovate, and we like to be at the forefront. And part of the things you do with the things you learn is um, go back and sometimes realize where you are own your space and say, hey, let's go back and service all these vehicles that are now coming back on the road. But not just making them, not just finding the mold, okay, and saying, hey, we're going to make it period correct, exact. Let's go back and show what we've learned in terms of the materials, how we put the tire together, the compounds, etc. Because guess what? Guys like you aren't just making the car better to be to replicate the old standards. Guess what? You're making it a little bit better. The brakes are better. Engines are better. Guess what? Tire has to move with it. Otherwise, you got a mess. I uh, I concur, and you know I'm thinking about all these. I I love that everyone is is getting on board. That all these companies now Mercedes and and well maybe first Mercedes or Ferrari and now getting on board Lamborghini and all these places are opening within their own company, like a, like own, a restoration place. proper yeah. restoration places, yeah. so it can be sort of certified as a rebuilt Lamborghini from Lamborghini, not Gary Bobiloff. Yeah. No uh, no disrespect to Gary Bobiloff, but I think people would like to say that this has been put through this place. And so between that, between the tires, between the authenticity, uh, we're living in a, in a good time, and it just seems to get better. From a, from a sales standpoint, are you finding that there are a lot more – restorations happening or racing vintage racing happening i mean we have our ideas on the space but uh you guys can look at some numbers and saying you know we want to make a a tire for some of these vintage cars and and what's that going to do for your bottom line are you doing it to appease a customer that owns 
12 new Ferraris and you got to make that guy happy? Or are you doing it because there's a demand for the tire? Like, what, what's your take on the industry? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, it, it's both. Again, we have, we have adult supervision, so we can't just go crazy and, and start making things to appease, you know, one individual and what have you. But at the end of the day, we're looking at the whole thing as a whole, right, as an ecosystem. You're, you're servicing at the high end the modern-day cars. There's so many people now going back and bar finds, what have you. They're going back, and you're kind of looking at the numbers. Hey, how many of these cars were produced? And, hey, this size, this with this particular size, we can fit these Porsche vehicles. And guess what? It translates over to some of these Maseratis or this Mercedes-Benz. And from there, you can aggregate and kind of come up with a number. And I got to tell you, it's a learning process. I mean, the forecasters right now that may, may or may not listen to this will tell me, hey, Raphael, you got to kind of, you guys have to come in with a, with a decent forecast where we can actually validate the fact that we can sell some of these things. But we all know here sitting at this table that uh, there's more and more restorations taking place. A lot of what's on our shoulders now is, is, is awareness to say, hey, these things are back. And guess what? There's, you know, stuff that's, that, that you're finding in barns that will take the tire. But there's also some modern-day applications as well because, again, it's not a vintage tire being made vintage. It's a proper tire for today's uh, performance cars. Well, in, in the racing world, it's, which is interesting, interesting is is – when you just showed up here today, you and I were chatting outside, and the first thing he said to me was, uh, he goes, is it just me, or does it feel like there was a hell of a lot more people at the track going in and out and sitting in traffic and trying to, like, get to the event? And I said, I said, yeah, that's a good observation because they still cap it at 550 race cars at, at Monterey, at the Rolex Historics, but the attendance seems to be getting bigger and bigger, and that's that – that's what you've been noticing because you were trying to get in and then you weren't even going to make your flight. You had to turn around and leave. Yeah, we, we had a couple uh, ha- had a couple of appointments and there was a book launch we wanted to be part of. Uh, and we were stuck outside in, in a line uh, trying to get into the facility. And, and I was on telling Saturday on, on Saturday morning and I was telling uh, I was telling Victor, I'm like, I've been to I don't know how many races at this facility i have never been stuck in a line this far out trying to get into an event here it was it was pretty mega yeah you know there's a interesting <clears throat> yardstick to measure these things like because people always go oh attendance what's the attendance but those things can be fudged around a little bit and sometimes people can tweak those but the the real boots on the ground version of it is is waiting in line to get on there as a guy's done a million tv shows you don't need to see the ratings. If you're walking through the airport and people are like yelling, hey, man, show, yeah. then you know that's a popular show. If you're walking through the airport and people aren't saying the name of your show that's been on for three years, then it's not popular. So, but you don't have to look at the Nielsen ratings. You can just walk through the airport. And for me, yeah. at the track on Saturday's race, uh, turn four, I think, let's see, one, two, three, four. Oh, turn five, maybe, the, the right-hander, whatever, where the bleachers are. They got the grandstands. You know, when I'd go do that race six years ago, there were three people sitting there. <laughs> and now you go there, and the whole front section is, uh, the whole side to the left is completely packed. That's sort of the meaty part. To yeah. sit at. So there's this, as you're driving down the track, you're going down a little straightaway, and then you, you turn right, mm-hmm. and you're seeing this sea of humanity sitting there, and you go, all right, there's a lot more people here. It's not a, there's the same amount of people, but more were convinced to go there. <laughs> yeah. It's just there are more people here, because those bleachers were sparse yeah. a few years ago, and now they're full, and that's uh, all you need to know. Uh it's it's anecdotal, but it's always the truth. In the in the 
This past Monterey, we were walking around and checking out events like uh, Gordon McCall's Jet Center. We went to the Quail mm-hmm. event. That's where we hooked up with you guys. It sort of seemed like the year of the hypercar. And uh, uh, everybody was – another Bugatti is rolling out. It's, I don't know, $4.5 million. And all sorts of, like, one-off brands. And, you know, somebody's doing an all-electric hypercar with 2,000 horsepower. My question for you is – What's going to be the limitation now? Is Are you still limited by the car? Like you can make a tire for anything? Or are now the car companies saying, we're starting to outpace the tire, so you need to step up your game? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, we used to look at this thing back, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, right? How big could you go? And there was this race, and we had this – and we still have this this manufacturing process where, you know, you can you can manufacture basically one-off, right? You can tell me, hey, I want to – 28, 29, 30-inch tire. Okay, let us come up with the mold, and, and we can do it. We can disrupt the line, and we can pop it in and, and, and run four tires for you. Okay, still can do that. And there, there used to be this chase of, about how big you can go, but then it comes to the point where it just uh, it quits making sense. You know, you saw it top out at 30, 32. I think somebody made a 32-inch, but what are you going to put that on? Yeah. And I think when you start looking at cafe, you start looking at uh, compliance, you start looking at, uh, you know, the creature comforts, right? How does, how does the ride feel? Um, we, we used to be dreamers, right? We're all, we all wanted to see it continue going and, and, and conjure up these crazy ideas. But the reality is, is look, look where we are today. I was just looking at, in fact, at, at the quail. I was talking with the folks from Karma. And uh, they've got a pretty nice little, you know, platform there. Is it Fisker? You know better than either, <laughs> and uh, but but at the end of the day, look. But karma with a K. Karma, karma with a K. Right. Yeah, twenty-two inch, right? That's about the limit of what what you're seeing, and, and you start talking about all these regulations that are coming into play. And um, for me, that's about kind of the stopping point because you've got to you got to translate it to guys that are unlike us here. They they want it to be nice and soft and plush and compliant and and not burn a lot of fuel and all this sort of stuff and. And keep in mind, too, you know, air is your friend in a tire. So you got to have a nice little air cavity and maybe some sidewall isn't too sexy. And when you start talking about electric vehicles where everybody's geared up, those things are heavy. Yeah. Right? So you, you need these are all things that I think are limiting it. Right. And and at the end of the day, you've got this sort of thing that uh, that translates to into motorsports. How how yeah. big is too big, and and where does it where does the trade off and the drop off in performance come? Look, into these play? car companies are going to call you and say, "We're building a new hypercar. It's we want a twenty two inch thirty series tire that's thirteen inches wide, but it needs to carry forty five hundred pounds of battery and electric motor, and it needs to do two hundred and ten miles an hour. Not that we will, but." We want to prove that it can, and we just want to say that it has a tire. So how do you make a 22-inch 30-series tire that holds 4,500 pounds and goes 200 miles an hour, right? Is that is People are asking. People are asking. People are asking. Can you do it? <laughs> you know, uh, th- yeah. there's certain reasons why you see certain tires on certain vehicles, and, and people start down some paths, and then they end up coming back to the tire is Maybe such one a or two, it's right? such a big part of the suspension setup you think springs and you think you know uh yeah the, people the tire that sidewall that we talk about yeah. all the time yeah. is, is especially a, driving in LA i i you <laughs> know the 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 point is is you know, everyone started off with the 70 series tires and then went to the 60 series tires. And I said, well, if 60 is better than 70, we should go to 50. And then if 50 is good, then 40 would be better. There is a certain point 
like boob jobs <laughs> where you have to stop. <laughs> and uh, as a guy who's driven around L.A. a little bit in a Jag and popped a few tires on a few potholes, yeah. uh, I can tell you uh, I, I can stop at 35 or 40. And I'm also a guy who loves the aesthetic of the tire. I don't want a 25 series tire because I'm not that I'm, that's all rim and no tire. You can't I, even write Pirelli on the side. Of the I, like, tire. I like the reason I like my old race cars or a lot of them is there's plenty of sidewall yeah. to enjoy as an aesthetic. And and I you know I've yeah. told people like I've told like I had a guy a million years ago he said I'm going to build a GT40 replica and he said I'm going to go with some like 18 inch rims and I'm going to put some big old bare brakes under there and this that and I said no no go with 15 inch rims and he's like well I want to get the big brakes and I said yeah the aesthetic of this 60s this beautiful iconic 60s automobile is going to be ruined with your huge you know with your huge rims yeah. and your your side with your 35 series sidewall like you want it to look Whatever, and you you know put the best brake you can put on there, but let's let's focus on yeah. on the aesthetic as well. And and as has been said before, that's our advertising space too, right? We kind of <laughs> yeah, like a little sidewalk. Yeah, I agree. You can't write the name on there. All right, you can uh, go to uh, where should we go? Go to uh, check out uh, Pirelli dot com for all the uh, high performance tires and all the tires, uh, all weather tires, everything you need there at Pirelli dot com. Thank you, uh, Raphael. Go back to uh, Pirelli's uh, Instagram as well. I believe it's at Pirelli USA. You got it. Yep. And until, uh, yeah, it says Twitter and Instagram at Pirelli. But maybe it's Pirelli USA. I think it's Pirelli USA. Okay. And uh, you'll find our, our Quail Monterey takeover from about a week or so ago. So until next time, this is Adam Corolla for Raphael Navarro and Matt the Motorator DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.